Well, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> um. Welcome to the worst day of my life. My name is Cherish. Hi, my name is Megan. <laughs> Hello. We were just um, talking about Megan's hair. Oh, yeah. And doing a really bad job of recording it like we oh, yeah, like yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Last time you guys saw her, um, if you happen to be, like, in the Facebook group and follow us on Instagram, which I'm sure you all do, (laughs) if you saw her, her hair was um, a strange yellow color. She was in transition to this awesome, deep, beautiful teal color. Yeah. I have not washed this hair Yes. Since Sunday morning of last week. What day is it now? It is... Friday? Friday. Which is just... That's the longest I've ever not washed my hair. Yeah. um, For. And... um, What's that like? It's interesting. I kind of like it. But um, there's just still so much blue hair dye. Like spreading all over my life yeah. right now like I like was leaning in the bathtub against the wall and now there's like a blue circle of my head um stained into the and now you're at my house but I'm being very careful other than this mishap where um I was trying to turn the headboard blue um but it's yeah. okay it's okay it was only a rubbing spot. alcohol rubbing will alcohol. get yeah it'll get off and rubbing alcohol I'll even do it myself yeah, my hair was, my hair was this interesting blonde, which it wasn't like horrible, but I also felt like I looked like the Incredible Hulk, like the old version, in the like I don't know if that was like the seventies or early eighties or something. Um, his name's mm-hmm. like something Ferrino. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like I was starting to look like him. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like when I'd look at myself in the mirror, that's the what I would see looking back at me was Lou, Lou Ferrigno. Ferrigno and the Incredible Hulk with that weird haze that like on those older movies uh-huh. kind of like that weird yellowish greenish sort of tint that's sure. like I felt like that's was my complexion and my head. I just ugh, I hated it so much. But then like it didn't look that I bad. Know. And that's the thing too, because this this uh, woman came in, you know, to the my way of work and said that she actually really liked it and she's uh-huh. like you should rock that for a while and I was like really like <laughs> I've like been not I've been so excited to make it not this but I guess it, it doesn't it didn't look that that bad especially like when I but I didn't want to keep bleaching it more and more but this like looks better my hair yeah this looks better but it does look better and I am happy about it um but your fingers are all yeah blue it's just it's just part of the process mm-hmm. it's part of the process Someone asked me why I was opting to go teal, and then I said because I this like probably because I'm going through a midlife crisis or something. I don't know, but um, it's okay. It's time. Well, yeah, just the month of May, the month of May, and I love. I've always loved the month of May, and I especially love it because some of my favorite favorite people are born in the month of May, but. This particular month of May was kind of like a a weird bummer, bummer and roller emotional roller coaster 
and apparently my hair was just kind of reflecting <laughs> what was like my what I you're made going my through? outsides match my insides. <laughs> um, this week you kind of like brought up, you know, in our Facebook group that even having some mom issues lately. Yes. And you were curious if, I don't know if you were just like asking permission to like open up about it, if you're just seeing like if anyone can relate or like. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't too like heavy for, you know, you know, people like if, if people like, I don't want to like trigger any kind of, I don't know, you know, I want to make sure that. Because I feel like a lot of the different things that I could s to talk about um, from that, from my relationship that I've shared with my mother, like I feel like a lot of those things could be like they're like sensitive subject matter, you yeah. know. And um, I don't want to like talk about something that's just entire episode of just bummer after bummer after bummer after bummer after bummer. Um, so, you know, like, I don't want to monopolize, like, our thing with just just telling a lot of stories of things that might be triggering and are just, like, it would be just, like, a depressing episode. Yeah, but I feel like um, it would be easier to skip a, an entire triggering episode mm -hmm. than to, but I don't know. You might be right. I don't know. I don't know. So I guess I was just throwing it out there we to usually see. Just go, we usually just go with the flow. And then, yeah. you know, if, um, yeah, like when we're going to talk about it, we'll just say like trigger warning. Yeah. Any number of these things could come up. You right. Know? Yeah. That's kind of what I was I trying that's... to allude to with the post that I made that, you know, I just wanted to throw it out there that if anybody thought it might you know being able to like open that subject matter would be beneficial like that's like my main you know like I don't um I don't want to like share those kinds of things if it's not gonna uh like maybe help someone kind of you know what I'm talking about like, yeah, it, like um I mean I personally know a lot of people who um have experienced very similar things and gosh a lot it's really yeah. sad, but no, I imagine so. um, a lot of people can relate, and a lot of people might have advice or support, or you know, yeah. It it's just it's but, just a tricky subject. I know because I don't I don't want to like yeah upset you or bum you out. Well, it's not. I'm not upset or bummed out. Like I feel like so a lot of times I have to just sort of completely detach myself from the situation. Hi friends, I just wanted to pop in here and uh, give you a little trigger warning. This episode we just talk a lot about Megan's childhood and if you know anything about Megan's childhood, you know that um, there's some traumatic things that she talks about. She does not go into detail about these things, but um, she does mention um, sexual assault, um, drug and alcohol abuse, 
child neglect, um, violence against a child, an adult, and teenager. Mostly just every terrible thing that could happen to a kid. Um, there's some bullying in there as well. Um, so if that's something that's going to bother you, just uh, maybe listen next week when we uh, cheer things up a little bit. Uh, otherwise, continue on. Thanks, Bay. Anyway, my my mother has um, some some like trauma related um, like mental health stuff, and I guess she goes through bouts of just really um, like extreme behavior that um, I guess is probably it's like associated with her maybe like disorder, but. Um, she can also just be really harsh. She is very much a very religious person. And sometimes she goes from like, she kind of switches from being like extreme religion to like hippie town USA. Right. Where she's like into more metaphysical type thinking. And she's like smoking a lot of weed, you know, like getting one with nature, going on hikes, like doing healthy things. Mm -hmm. And then she'll go from that version of herself to the other version, which is, like, her obsession with, um, and I'm not, like, trying to criticize anybody's political beliefs, but she's just, like, has a very big heart on for Donald Trump. Um, kind of, like, well, very yeah, it's like much in the same way that she has the same kind of heart on for Jesus. Right, which is, like, the whole QAnon thing, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? Yes. Jesus well, I don't and, know. Or is that too good? I mean, I really, tr talk? yeah, I tried not to like really look too in depth about the QAnon yeah. stuff because that in and of itself is like another triggering thing because I was raised going to like a evangelical free church and like Pentecostal churches and like old school Baptist churches and people like laying hands on each other and speaking in tongues and passing out mm -hmm. and all this stuff and like, you know, like shaking and Terrifying. having these like, oh yeah. Um, and then it was like all hellfire, brimstone, sinners, you know, sinners. yeah. And um, like I was extra like un unholy or dirty or whatever because of like, I don't know, my, you know, like being a child, basically a I guess like a bastard child, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. um, and so it was, that was just like not cool either. Yeah. But anyhow, um, she kind of skips around to different denominations, but they're all usually very much into trying to promote, you know, being saved and all this stuff. We just share a lot of different beliefs in that factor. Mm -hmm. um, she was very much anti-abortion when I was growing up. Yeah. And so I had to go to all these anti-abortion rallies in California with her when I was little. And um, like to Knott's Berry Farm, they have this like giant anti-abortion rally with like music and stuff and like signs of like fetuses. And so I was like a little kid. I was like going around being like, this is like horrible so it was so horrible 
Weird. Anyway, so I hated going to those kinds of things. Plus, like, we just, I don't know. We just share different views on things. And so because we have these different views, she's not willing to do what we've done, which is just say, okay, that's, you know, your belief system. Like, I respect that, you know. Like, mm -hmm. I'll go to church with you on Easter if that means a lot to you or whatever, you know. But I'm not going to because you're, like, forcing me to get the awakening and and saved uh the way to go about it is not by like trying to like thrust it upon me in such a dramatic way don't it feels don't go like to a, church on easter if you don't want to well no <laughs> don't do I, that for somebody else if it makes them happy i won't but but, but for a long time like I, I was that was like kind of my yeah compromise like to right. leave to get off my ass about it like hey i'm happy to support you in what your belief system is and I'm happy to go, go attend and I'll sing songs from you know the hymn book but I like that like that's my condition like or not condition but I guess boundary about it because I'd been to so many different services that she drug me to that was all about things that have everything to do with my like what I don't believe mm -hmm. yeah um and just like long sermons about like how you shouldn't be you know, basically doing doggy style to your partner because you're not connecting with them in their eyes, so you're not <laughs> equally yoked or whatever. Anyway, or like you know, like obviously, but women are, and equal. that's why gay sex anyway. is wrong because, like, especially because, like, for men that they can't make eye contact or whatever, and yeah, it's just like, what? yeah, oh my god, okay. so weird. Anyway, I just don't agree with that personally. So it's like hard to sit there and listen to somebody going on and on and on for like whatever, an hour, hour and a half with like weird people wanting to hang out and come up and talk to you after the service because they recognize that you're not a, per a regular. <laughs> like, oh, hi. Like, you know, like, can we get you involved in like eight different um, classes to save your soul? <laughs> no. God. Ugh. Anyway, but, I just don't like anything that feels forced or thrust upon anyone. I feel like that's, does. like that's I no. feel like that's abusive. Nobody likes that. You know? Yeah, it is. Buenos dias. Winky, is that you? No. Oh. <laughs> so you know, when anybody's talking about their mom, it seems like they're always like and I love my mom. <laughs> you know. Hey, right. I love my mom, but yeah. I um, do that. I say that all the time. And I do. Like I I really must love her otherwise I don't think I would worry as much as I do about her well-being. Yeah, but it's also not in a healthy way cuz I would have cut her off a while ago because well, she's not my mom and I don't love her. But <laughs> you know, well, I do love her. Of course. Yeah, it's just makes it's, sense. Yes, it's a strange love because, right. well, I guess for me, um, my mom was pregnant with me when she was eighteen. Um, she, I'm not one hundred percent certain. I think Savannah told me this, but said that um, her and my biological father. I think conceived me like of like it was like a one hit wonder. I don't know if that's true though. Like where like that was like the one and only time 
they or they or she like lost her I think maybe she lost her virginity to him and that was when she got pregnant oh at the <sighs> ghost ranch lodge that's unfortunate um, on miracle mile in tucson arizona wow <laughs> on new year's eve what a what a place to be conceived yeah the ghost ranch lodge i think it's i think it's closed down now but it was like on the stretch of miracle mile where um there's like the different nightclubs dance exotic dance nightclubs and okay um sex work stuff anyway but you could rent the rooms kind of by the hour sort of place so it was like they were like trying to like where should we go you know because it couldn't go to either one of their parents house obviously but um then my pregnancy my mom's pregnancy with me came to be out of wedlock so there was a lot of like my family is catholic on both sides my um, in the Catholic religion, at least old school, maybe not so much like progressive, but it was just not cool to have a pregnancy out of wedlock. Yeah, And of basically like the church just doesn't don't really acknowledge that you yeah. can't get married in it, you know? And so my family, I think there was a lot of shame, especially mm-hmm. at that time because it was like 1978, I guess. So they were like, and my grandparents were much older because my grandma got pregnant with my mom when she was like, I think 43 or so, I think I was uh-huh. telling you. Uh, so they were much older parents by the time my mom was that age and there's kind of, you know, like everybody's sort of set in their ways about things that, you know, but she did not marry him. And then she took me to California, uh, when I was two and then a short time she went, she moved in with her brother at the time. And, um, I guess we lived with him for a bit and then she met David Gamble at, they both worked in, the, I think, the same bank building. Like, he worked on, like, the first floor, and she worked on, like, an upper floor somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I guess one day she was um, looking at her reflection in that, like, mirror-type glass. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, you know, like, checking her face. <laughs> like, who does thing? that? Yeah. And he happened to be, like, sitting on the other side of the window. And just Staring just, like, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cute. So, yeah. So he asked her out, I guess. But I think it was, like, they got married really quickly it was like they met on like a tuesday and were like married on like a thursday kind of weird sh- or like or like a, they met on like thursday and then were like married like you know oh it was like super quick yeah fast. don't do that no and so but yeah he always thought she was like googly eyeing him like from like because she was like checking herself out that he was like like she was like looking checking him out yeah but she was thing. checking herself yeah out. that's hilarious <laughs> right and also just like ugh. But he was a lot older than her. I want to say, like, maybe by, like, 15 or so years, 15, 16 years. Okay, so at this point, she's in her... She's just 20. 20? Yeah. And he's 35? Like, maybe, like, almost 21 or maybe just turning 21. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but he was, like... uh, had like you know a steady job working where he was working and stuff and um so it was just like really you know he was gonna be able to obviously also help financially take care of her yeah so I think it just made she had like a toddler you know I think it made sense yeah but get uh, taken care of yeah but I think that there are some people out there that will seek out like a certain type of very 
naive young person yep. in a vulnerable situation. Yes. Um, especially Los Angeles in nineteen what or eighty one. Uh, I guess my biological father had to give up his parental rights, and then mm, okay, David Gamble adopted me. Um, in the court, and I just you know, to me he was like my dad. Yeah. Um, because I was like you know really young when still really young when he like came into the picture. Two, yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, um, I believe that he was like a predator and um, yeah. was seeking out, you know, a younger woman who needs that stability. And then also um, having a little girl yep. is um, convenient. For, Extra. Yeah, a bonus Extra. or something. Yep. But, um, yeah, so he was kind of very second range um, person. And he was also really extremely phys- like physically violent to my mom at first. And he, like, I think it was even maybe like the night they were married or something, he, like, threw, he bought her, like, a fl- like flowers and a big giant vase. And he, like, threw them all at her. And they almost, they just, like, hit the wall, like, right next to her head. But would have just, like, shattered into her face. And it was mm-hmm. just, like, 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 like maybe a fraction of a millimeter away from her head and then was just like you know he had crutches so he'd like beat her with the crutches and he was very horrible um like in that way to my mom and um then he would get like he would have a lot of ptsd from vietnam so he would just like out of nowhere like go from like what you would think was just like an even keel mood and then all of a sudden just like go into a rage yeah and like, cert- like just weird shit would just set him off into a rage that was like very unpredictable. Um, so he just like never could really be comfortable at home. It was always just like walking on eggshells. Like you don't want to like move something out of place. Like you can't go walk in the living room. You know, like everything has to be like dust free. He was just like very sterile about everything, and and his behavior was just really uncomfortable to live with. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Yikes. uh, so yeah, so he would go into these like fits of rage and then he would lock us out of the house like in the middle of the night and we have to go sleep at the neighbor's house who were really cool people, but they were also like, um, like hell's angels bikers from like the eighties and they were all like doing meth and every like kind of coke I mean, cocaine was like rampant obviously in those days. Um, so every just doing a shit ton of drugs in our neighborhood, especially. Did you know as a child that they were doing drugs? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hung out with these people, like weird people, all the, like all the time, like strange people. Um, <laughs> but uh, especially we had like a pool down the road and there's like a little community center in the pool, at the pool. Mm-hmm. So like all like the neighbors and everything just like go in there and just like hang out and like party and there's like billiards tables. Do coke and, and math like, and yeah. Um, let their kids play in the pool and do oh, yeah. math and... Yeah, or let their kids lock other kids in the tennis courts for hours or <gasps> teach them how to, yeah, that was, I was the, I was like the victim of their, they had um, a daughter, well, yeah, yeah, they had this older daughter. Yeah, you had something to tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear about that. Shelby. Okay. And uh, she and the other neighbor down the road um, were like older than me. 
but I was always trying to just, like tag along with them because I thought they were really cool. Mm-hmm. And I did have I did spend a lot of time because they were like the closest to my age when um, when David Gamble would like throw us out of the house like we, I, we would go over there and so I'd be like kind of like hey guys <laughs> like, yeah like, you want to like play with me but they did not like me and they like did all this weird shit like they were always trying to like do different things to me and um, like convinced me that this berry was like um, edible this delicious berry and like pretend to eat it and then I would eat the berry and. I got like addicted to the berries <laughs> for a while, but um, they what? would like teach me. Yeah, they would like teach me how to like light matches and like cigarettes. And I was yeah. probably like, I was probably like six or seven, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then one time I almost lit my, well, the closet on fire. <gasps> yeah, because I because I was like they taught me how to play matches, and I was like sitting in my bedroom just like striking them and like throwing them into the closet like to go out like they oh burn out yeah and then uh david gamble came up the stairs and he flipped the fuck out and like uh drug me down drug me down the stairs and like outside of the garage and had like a, it was like a dollar bill or something and he like lit it on fire and he was like like having it in my face and he was like this is how how like this is how fast it's house could burn down or whatever and he was like shaking it and it's like flames were, were like um flying flying everywhere but I definitely got in huge trouble for that definitely involved a massive um like spanking but um those girls would also try to get me to like steal from the school like the elementary school yeah they we, <laughs> we had it like set up I think this was like maybe right before right around the time my mom went to like the drug the drug rehabilitation center mm-hmm. but um they had like we've been plotting the plan of me stealing a computer from the elementary school <laughs> and like being able to get away with it what were you gonna do like stuff it in your backpack i don't computers know computers were huge yeah i got really good at stealing stuff that would have been so big though Actually, I was really terrible. At piece by stuff. piece. Yeah. No, I, um, I like became this. I was like a child kleptomaniac for a while, where I was like stealing stuff from the um, preschool, where I was like shoving um, those fuzzy balls that they use for like counting material. I was like shoving a bunch of them down my pants <laughs> so that I could have them as like friends later. Like they were like in a live in little town, town my like these fuzz balls. And they, like, <laughs> figured out that, um, like, they were missing because... But I would, like, take really weird stuff. Like, I yeah. wanted a pair of, like, nylon stockings. We were um, in the grocery store, and there was those, like, legs or something. And I, like, opened it, and then I, like, shoved those In the pant- little egg? Yeah. Okay. And I, like, shoved a pantyhose down my, down my pants. <laughs> and then my mom was driving away, and she looked in the rearview mirror, and she, like, saw me, like, pulling the nylons out of my pants. And That's she's hilarious. like, where did you get those? And I was like... I just, I don't know what I was going to do with them. I don't think I've ever, I don't, I've never stolen anything on purpose. Mm. I've accidentally stolen things before. Well, let's not forget that I was like a demon, demon spawn child. Right. Um, okay. So, so, yeah. So, so anyway, so the, the neighbors were trying to tr- like teach me how to do all of these different bad things. And then also. <laughs> Steal a computer. Yeah. Um, well, I got, and I would get in so much trouble. Mm-hmm. Like those berries. I was going outside on a regular basis. Like, I would fantasize about those what berries. What were they? I don't know. I've never really been able to find them again. It was, like, some kind of plant. It was growing in California. It was probably, like, some kind of, like, um, tropical bush. But um, 
they had these berries and I think they were giving me like a high. Yeah, like they were the berries that get the birds drunk. Oh yeah. Um and so but they tasted so good. I like loved those berries and so I even drove back to California as an adult and tried to find that bush and if it was still there I was gonna like eat the berries. <laughs> but but yeah, but my one of my friends, because I tried it, I was like, hey, I was like, you should eat these berries. And they were like, no. no. And they went home and <laughs> told poisonous. their mom. They went home and told their mom. And then their mom called my mom. And then I got in trouble <laughs> for eating poisonous berries. And I was like forbidden to like go to that bush ever again. And I was like, thanks a lot, Melinda DeBartolomis. <laughs> I wanted to keep poisoning myself, you yeah. dumb bitch. Yeah, so... <sighs> but I did love those berries. But anyway, I don't I'm like going like sca- I'm skipping all over the place. It's okay because I one day I want us to write a book about like your whole life story. So I'm just getting details that I haven't gotten before, so I'm enjoying oh, okay. it. Yes. So that was going on for a while. My mom was having um a lot of cocaine use, a lot of She was basically, my dad had a lot of expectations of her to keep the house, like, immaculate. And so she was doing a lot of, like, cocaine during the day and then having to drink a lot at night to come down from the cocaine use. And then she was smoking a lot of weed, um, like, dance party things. I don't know. We always had parties over at our house. Yeah. With, like, the neighbors. Um, It's just a very strange, very strange time. But my mom definitely developed um, quite a dependency on cocaine. Yes, absolutely. And and yes, and yes, and I guess she felt that was like the only way that she could cope with being married to David Gamble. Um, But she was definitely not present, and she would frequently just um, be go missing. Like she would do things like black out and get somehow end up how she didn't know she wouldn't know she woke up one time in the sidewalk in Compton and had no idea how she got there like in the middle of the night so she's just like just disappearing and um and there were times when I would just be like left completely alone like you know like all night it was just always so really dumb. scary yeah it always just was not but the thing of it is is that like I don't really think she has much of a memory of any of that time because well as we all know like blackout drinking can happen and so I think that she just doesn't believe or like want to face it like certain things that she did um oh, really? she may have done mm-hmm. it's been really hard for her to like come to terms that which I get would be overwhelming if you realized if she realized maybe like in a rational mind um because she was very like very neglectful and you know mean like she was just she was very angry drunk yeah probably because I think she was like maybe fearful or you know living a miserable life being married to somebody who was like physically abusing her um but in the meantime you know it was like I was getting like sexually abused by David Gamble and she was like totally had no idea you know um supposedly but that was probably going on from like the time I was like maybe like three until I was like 13 
and um, I did bring it up to her when I because I started having really bad what I later found out was like flashbacks but like I just kept having this like same reoccurring like episode of I guess like a flashback of just really gr gross things like having to do really gross things to that person yeah. body and uh it was when i was pregnant with savannah i don't know why it was that like you had triggering. the dreams yeah. yeah and like and i just started i was like oh. i thought i was losing my mind yeah because i blacked out or blocked out like so much of my childhood that um like i really had very scarce memory of it uh, but then things started coming to the surface, and it was really scaring me. Yeah. And I brought it up to her, and the minute that I did, she just broke down, like, crying. And so it just, like, I developed a lot of, like, resentment towards her at that time because I was, like, felt like that she, her reaction was kind of almost like she, like, she knew. But it was, like... Not willing to step in and stop it. Yeah. Yeah, which was really sick feeling to me. Yeah. Because I would, like... If, if somebody was doing anything to Savannah... I would cut their fucking head off. Yeah, it doesn't matter how young she was or how old she it gets yeah. or anything. No. I would still... Cut the, I would yeah. spend the rest of my life in prison if I had to, to, yeah. you know, end that for her. So I guess I couldn't, especially at the time, like, understand how a mother could let things go on. Yeah. I mean, he was also very, like, physically abusive towards me mm -hmm. and often, like, in front of her. And yeah. I just remember looking at her and, not, like, not understanding why she was Isn't not helping? stepping in or at least asking him to stop or anything. And I was just, like, I it wouldn't make sense to me, like, even then. Like, being a child, I couldn't imagine not trying to help anyone in that situation, you know? And, like... I don't know. But I do know that, like, the first time that he beat the shit out of my mom, he, like, really beat the shit out of my mom. And she went and talked to her mother about what was going on and that she said, you know, you married this man, you know, you need to figure out how to make it work because... Oh, fuck that. Yeah. It's so shitty. I hate mm -hmm. that so much. So she did, you know. She God. realized also she didn't she couldn't go home, you know. It's like you need to make this work. This is your you know, you chose this and this is who you're married to and maybe you need to adjust your behavior. You chose it after two days. Yeah. Like that's cool. It was a mistake. Bye. But anyway. So I guess she, you know, says that she or, you know, I think that she feels that potentially that she just got really like she didn't have a lot of options because I try to understand like I try to understand where she was at potentially because I can't imagine but I would have I guess I I guess I mean also you always think you would but you would I would yeah I would have uh, gone yeah quickly yeah to even a bush like out in the middle of the desert and right. a tent a woman a, a shelter Yes. Any of the times you were at the neighbor's house, you could have gone anywhere else. Right. He wasn't chasing after you. Well, um, he 
was also just a very terrifying person. Yeah. And um, not only was he, like, the kind of person that was, like, you know, if you ever, you know, try to leave me out, like, I will murder you and your family um, and really mean that statement. But he did. I mean, I guess I believed I believed that he would kill my family because of, like, he um, he got really, like, mad at me one night and I was probably like maybe like three or four but I he it was time to go to bed mm-hmm. and um he was like you know I was like a little like whatever like a little fiery however three or four year old and he's like you know it's time to go to bed and I was like no you know like whatever like no and and then he got pissed this I just remember vividly, like the look in his eyes and he's like in my face and he had me like by my neck and was just like throwing me against um, the stairs. Like I remember like losing, you know, enough oxygen where I passed out and it was like in that moment looking in his face, I, I, I truly felt like he was trying, like he would have killed me. Like he was trying yeah. to kill me. I don't know. It's just something that you could never just like unsee in someone. Like, you know, that they could get to that point where they would want you to be dead. So it's it was just terrifying. like, it's just being like fearful. Yeah. Of, and he was so strong. Like he had been a Marine, you know, he's just like a very strong person. Anyway. And you were three or four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Came home, she'd been out or something and she came back and she was giving me a bath in the bathtub and I had marks. I had marks all over my neck. I had marks all over my, bruises all over my body from like being like thrown against the stairs and she like asked him what happened and he told her that we fell fell down the stairs together like he was carrying me up and he tripped on one of the stairs and that uh we fell down the stairs together but i had like like strangulation marks on my neck so i just don't understand how she wouldn't inquire about that maybe you know like that's not from a fall did she ever ask you what happened i don't think so what in the fuck yeah, I mean, we talked about it later, like, as an adult, but it's very hard for her sometimes just to even hear about things that she, it's just, like, really quickly, like, it's very defensive, like, goes into denial, like, she can't handle it, but I'm like, that doesn't mean those things didn't happen, just because you weren't mentally present for certain things, like, no. doesn't mean... If if somebody, <laughs> if I was first, like, um coked up, messed up, mm-hmm. drunk, blacked out for years and my kids told me that I did some horrible shit like yeah. immediately the first thing I'm going to do would apologize, apologize, apologize and let's go to therapy together and fix it, you know? Oh gosh. Yeah. I think, like, we only tried to go to therapy all together, like, one time, and it was just the worst shit show ever. Oh, that poor therapist. Yeah, it was so terrible with my brother and everything, because she thought we were, like, ganging up on her, and, you know, she just got up and, like, left. Like, we'd only been in there for maybe, like, eight minutes, (laughs) like, a one-hour session, and she's like, fuck you, fuck all of you, and just, like, did this dramatic, like, thing and, like, stormed out. It was like a Christian um, church counseling thing too. It was just like my brother and I are just like sitting there, like, okay, cool. Like, now what do we do? Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
Can we schedule for next week? God. Yeah, it's just, we're just so different. We are, I think, on polar opposite, like, on the, I know you're, like, not into astrology bullshit, but um, it's, like, uh, Libra and Aries is exactly, like, the opposite. So I feel like she and I are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, you pee really bad. Do it. Okay. Break. Time. 30. Yeah. Break. And we're back with some triggering content. Listener discretion is advised. Okay. All right. Mom 30. <sighs> well, just abuse 30. Abuse 30. Is really where we've been at. Oh, yes. So, Childhood 30. Yes. But basically, I guess what I was really just trying to emphasize is that um, whether or not I would have done things differently in my life or I could say I would have done things differently in my life and who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But um, I guess I'm trying to be less judgmental, I guess, about that part. And just know that my, I don't believe my mom was like really in the right frame of mind during those years. I can so understand it, that. Yeah, is probably hard to come to terms with things that you might have happened when you should have been around but you weren't I can understand that but I can't understand just refusing to believe that those things occurred yeah I well that's not no but cool. she finally like I don't know when it was maybe it was a couple years back she finally acknowledged that like you know she made a comment or something and was like oh you know you probably do that because you know you experience like uh like sexual abuse and I'm like like finally like she but I think that was like a big step for her because she would never yeah anytime I would try to bring anything like that up or ask questions or anything like she would just go into a very like she would have a panic attack and just be like freaking out and like could not handle it and she would get like really like freaked out yeah, you know why? Why? <laughs> because she didn't want to take responsibility for oh, her actions. Absolutely. She didn't want to she didn't want to say, "Yeah, man, I'm sorry that I helped put you through that. I'm right. sorry I didn't protect you. I'm sorry I wasn't there for you." Yeah. That's all you have to say as a parent. And what she's saying is, "Oh, no, 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 no. He, I I didn't do that." She's pretending I bet you to to have a panic attack so that you won't talk to her about it again because she does not want to admit to any of that stuff. Yeah, I mean that is probably a large part of it. Gross. But, you know, it's not a healthy way to maintain communication with your family or loved ones. No. Friends. Um, so it's just been a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, I don't think she knows how to ad- take responsibility or admit that she anything really no she's a narcissist yeah so but it's like like in the past few years I've been willing to like kind of look at that more but for a long time I just had this like very deeply rooted toxic relationship way more I mean it still is not great obviously yeah but um living you know, like, I always either would live with her or I'd live close by her. So yeah. it was like, you know, I was spending a lot of time with her, you know, like, 
there was like a lot of times like we would go out, you know, like together to places and stuff, karaoke night or, you know, things like that. You were trying to connect with her. Yeah, but it was just always turned into these like really kind of extreme shit shows. Yes. And when you're a person that doesn't want attention drawn on you in public places, you're like, oh, God. Uh, like, yeah. what is she doing? Why is she on that table yes, taking her shirt sh- off? Yes. Oh, my gosh. She loves taking her body, her clothes off in various places. Yeah. She loves attention. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was weird because, like, Growing up, I was just, like, really introverted and just, like, I, like, just did art. Yeah. Like, all day. And I would just, like, zone out or I would make, I liked to make different things that I found alive. (laughs) Like, I liked to, like, have, like, rock people. And I would make them, like, elaborate towns. Fuzzy pants people. Like, the furball. Furball pants. Furball people. (laughs) Yeah, the fur people. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. There's like good things about my childhood and there's definitely some really bad things. But throughout the years, my mother is just mostly bent. She loves drama. She loves attention. She loves, you know, um, people liking her. Yeah. Getting approval. Does she like to be a victim? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Victim. Life of the party. Uh, I don't know, but but um, then she can just go to another extreme, which is can be vicious and ruthless. Um, kind of like her. Um, she's like maybe some anger management issues herself. Well, but yeah. she just like yeah has these like extreme freakouts. Or has had. Like, I don't know what... And that's the scary part right now is because I don't really know what's going on with her. I don't know if she's, like, on medication. I don't know... No. Yeah, I don't know if she's drinking again. I don't know anything that is going on. And she's just doing some really um, scary behavior. But the thing of it is, is that she, like, knows what to do if she wants help. She won't even just come out and be like, hey, I'm really struggling right now and I need some help. It's more like this has to be like this dramatic event to take place in order to, I don't know, like get our attention. My children never help me. My children never do anything. That's, that's, yeah, well, that's it, Patrick's mom. Well, it's like, My children never, ever, they just don't love me. Nobody, yeah. Nobody, I might as well just be dead. It's just so dramatic. And it was, like, only a couple weeks ago that she was saying how wonderful. She's like, my children would never do that to me. Like, talking about the children that did something bad to their mother that wasn't even really that bad. But it's all about making decisions and taking responsibility for your action. And she makes decisions to go move to crazy places and live with crazy people. And then suddenly when it goes crazy. Yeah. And she has other options. Yeah. She has a lot of other options, but she's chosen that as her option. Even when we've got given her other options, you know, she likes something crazy going on 
because she needs that like yeah. stimulus, I guess, of fucking craziness. Yeah. And I don't know. It's probably a combination of being, you know, like just having like a trauma, like undealt with trauma and not getting therapy for it yeah. ever or consistent, you know, and then uh, abusing anything um, and then abusing herself because then she'll start starving herself, you know, yeah. all good because she has like struggled a lot with anorexia and just like anything that a person could do to just self harm, you know, but I don't know. And right now, it's just that, I don't know, I feel like I've exhausted all of anything that I've ever, like, had because, like, the memories that I have of her from, like, I, there was, like, another thing that I used to have a lot of resentment about was that I had the version of my mom that was really drunk yeah and coked out and starving herself and being depressed locking herself you know in the bedroom for god only just not present right and then um she got pregnant with my brother uh when she was in the treatment center when i was seven and that was like when i had to go live with my grandparents for a year yeah and um like suddenly she was just this wonder mom when she got back from rehab yeah she had my brother and she was like sober so i was like so mad for so long because i was like he got like the better version of my mom because she was like got really into just like you know all this cool stuff and she was like you know doing really well and she was like you know, like, always videotaping him and, like, you know, important moments mattered. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did I get, like, the short end of the stick? And I was so resentful and so yeah. jealous of my brother. Aww. And he was just, like, this cute, bouncing, mm-hmm. blue-eyed, beautiful, like, big, huge blue eyes. Mm-hmm. His little, like, strawberry hair. And he was so cute and so funny. And um, all of that. You everyone him. just, like, doted on. Yes, I was such, I was so mad. And they always had the video camera out and they would um, film like him doing things like eating a McDonald's cheeseburger for like two hours or like film him like chewing on a baby toy for like another couple hours. <laughs> like, And they just like thought he was just so amazing. Like everything that he did, like yeah. every smile that he made. But yeah. But so I was just like so mad because I was like, my mom like totally checked out of all those years of being my mom and then. Now she's like mega mom, and she won't pay attention to me at all. And then I was like, I would when she would like be videotaping my brother. I was like, run from like one part of wherever the the room was, and then I'd race up and I'd go and I'd stick my eyeball into the lens of the camera so I could like fuck up the video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like they'd be like filming Shane like doing something like I don't know riding a tricycle for the first time and I'd be like in the background like jumping and like running across like the camera. My brother does like, the same shit. Yeah. All of our videos he's like can you see me dad? Can you see me? And my dad's just videotaping me. Yeah. And he's like yep. And he's like am I, am I in the video dad? Am I in the movie? And he's just videotaping me. He's like yep. yep. I see ya. Golden, You're in it. Yeah. Golden child. Golden 
golden child syndrome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's always, you, you can't have like multiple golden childs. You can only have like one. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, he was the golden child. So I was like so mad. And then, uh, yeah, she was like sober during those years and doing really well, kind of. Except for like, you know, uh, I think my, my dad quit drinking and doing his share of cocaine too, but he still had a lot of like rage temper problems just no matter what like it didn't matter it didn't taking alcohol and like drugs out of the equation didn't stop him from being like physically abusive yeah and I think that was kind of maybe what my mom was hoping for but she was ready to leave him when she was in the treatment center but then she met my brother's biological father yeah who she got pregnant with my brother I think it was, like, in the after aftercare treatment program or whatever, and he uh, didn't know about my brother. One second. Are you eating a chip? No, I'm... Are you interrupting me with a chip? <laughs> I'm interrupting you with sour skitty. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hold on. Moment. I was just looking at your... thing. Just to kind of refresh. Yeah. I don't plan to bash her. I want to tell my story from my perspective because for me, it's my reality it makes me who I am. Helping it might benefit another in some way. Whether it's someone who's afraid to speak up on these matters or can personally relate or offer advice. Triggers. Okay. Do I sound like I'm bashing her? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. So, um, she's doting on Shane. Yes, she was very, and, and that that's fine, you know, like, it's not like I didn't want my brother to have, right, like, a good childhood or anything like that, but, but I was also just, like, yeah, really yeah. jealous of it. I get that. But I still loved him, like, I still loved my brother, but I was just, like, you know, kind Did of... Did she treat you well as well when she got out of, when she was a super mom no. stage? No. I don't, I think with me, I think it was, like... She, she like, put me in a lot of things. Like but I was, like... Activities? Yes. Okay. Like, gymnastics, ballet, you know... Hula dancing. Tap dancing, art class, um, tennis. What else was, like... Well, that's not... That's not spending time with you, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's what I felt like she was doing those things to get rid of me. Yeah. Like, she didn't want to hang out with me. So, she mm -hmm. just put me into, like, 80 million different things that I... Piano, viola. Wow. All these different, like, extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. And I already did spend a lot of time just, like, in my room, drawing, coloring. Um, yeah, or, like, out having weird fantasy worlds with my rocks. <laughs> I, played, but, um, I played basketball by myself and soccer by myself and tennis by myself all against a garage door. So, <laughs> for hours. Did it have, night. did your garage door have a, a soul? It talked back to me. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then like I guess through those later years maybe I guess oh that, that was kind of one thing that she would do that was one thing that my mom would do that you get really into was home interior design like decor type stuff but she would always make my bedroom like the way that she wanted it to look and, but it wasn't like me. Yeah. It wasn't like my style. 
Like one time she got on this kick that she wanted my bedroom to look like it was like a Victorian child's bedroom. And I had this like day bed with this like cream satin comforter with this like frill lace. Mm -hmm. And um, everything was like those kind of like pastel colors, like muted tones or whatever. And it's like uh, cream color. It was cream Uh bedspread. And then I had all these like weird porcelain dolls. Too. Yeah. Uh, my mom like made me have those too. Yeah. And I was like, and what had, the fuck? She, and they're creepy. My, my mom yeah. put porcelain doll wallpaper in oh, my bedroom. No. That I Ew. didn't want. Yeah, I didn't have porcelain doll wallpaper. So but creepy. I had like yeah, it was it was like when it was cool to do like like sh- there was like those um that like thin strip, what is that called again? Yeah, the little border. The wallpaper. border. Yeah, the yeah, wallpaper that's, that's border. That's what I had, but it was all porcelain yeah. dolls. It was so gross. Yeah, Ugh. mine was like very, like, I think, like, viney type, intricate, floral. Um, yeah, Victorian. Yeah. I got it. It yeah. might have been great for, like, an 85 year old grandma. Right. But I was like, weird. Yeah, and I could never just have my room. And it always had to be immaculate, it always had to look like someone was going to come in and take a professional photography yeah. photo of it. And then for a while, she decorated my room with, like, Vogue. They were really cool. They were, like, 1920s prints of these old Vogue magazines. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's totally Art Deco. She went to, like, Art Deco theme for a while. Nice. I like Art Deco. Yeah, and that was probably my favorite, Mm -hmm. but it still wasn't really, like, appropriate for whatever I was, like, eight. (laughs) Like, these, like, Art Deco magazine ladies, like, all over my bedroom, like, perfect form. So I did not, oh, my gosh, one time. I left one of those pens that like leaks ink uncapped on that satin that it was like hundreds of dollars of a like it was like $800 that satin blanket that was on my bed and I left the cap off of it and then it bled ink into like this huge like it just kept the stain kept growing and growing black and I had a pillow over it. And then when I, like, lifted that pillow up, I was, like, my stomach just dropped. Because yeah. I knew I was going to be in so much trouble. <sighs> so much trouble. <sighs> but one time it was really cool because my grandpa, like, came over and painted a cool, like, mural in my bedroom. And um, of, like, a surf. It was, like, the 80s. Cool. And it was, like, kind of like a, a surfer moose and then, like, a palm tree. And I had, it was, like, my theme in there. And it was really cute. It was a really cute mural. And he was so professional about it. It, just, yeah. it was the cutest thing. I have pictures somewhere of him painting that mural. That's rad. Um, but I don't like going again. I'm skipping all over the place. I feel like I'm talking too much. Um, it's okay. It's just, you know, a lot of editing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. That's so, yeah. 80s, California, preteen. But then, yeah, I was 12 and we... My grandparents, my mom's parents lived in Tucson, mm-hmm. where I was born, and my mom wanted to be closer to them because they were getting older and stuff, and we moved. David Gamble got a job opportunity at, like, a firm, collections firm in Tucson, and so then we moved when I was 12, and going from California to Tucson was a very strange like, you wouldn't think maybe, but it was a very big culture shock for me. Because, mm. like, at the time when I was living in 
California. I, I like grew up with the same kids since I was like in preschool. Like we all, everybody knew each other and like mm-hmm. families hung out and like all this stuff. And people were very, at least in the neighborhood and the community that I lived in, people were like very um, like squeaky clean for the most part. Like the kids that I went to like school with, everybody knew each other. Parents were on PTA. Yeah, my mom was like a little, I guess, alternative of the PTA mm-hmm. with her shit going on. <laughs> but, um, Co- cocaine. Yeah. We, it was just like a big shock because I'd also was like a church going girl and I was all about Jesus and I'd, you know, like given my life to the Lord and I was like really like at that time, like a goody two shoes person. And then we moved to Tucson and like everybody was really naughty. Mm. Like kids were already smoking cigarettes. People were already making out, holding hands. Cause there's nothing to do. Yeah. Like I'd never even like, like the closest I ever came to physical contact with a boy was just like our fifth we were doing like a square dance for fifth grade yeah and there was like no like you know but like your front you were never like close in contact front to front it was like square dancing so it wasn't like sexual (laughs) but like I'd never had been like intimate with any person at that point from you know school age if people from other countries are listening which I know that they are Oh. In American oh, elementary, no, sometimes in American elementary schools, at least everyone, every person I've ever talked to, because you grew up far away from me. Yeah. And in a different decade. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but in American elementary schools, for some reason, in the physical education class, which is like exercise class, uh-huh. <laughs> sports class, yeah, gym class, um, <laughs> they make you square dance. Oh, yeah. You do square dancing. What is that? Which is like a Southern American little tradition where you dance in a square and somebody yells at you to do shit and you do it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun because you're just like kind of flying around. It's fun if you get paired with like the boy that you like. Oh, I got paired with the boy. Oh, that was one of my devastations because I got paired with a boy that I liked that I'd had a crush on since preschool. And then they made you dosy do and you lost him. Uh, you trade. You had to trade partners. Well, no, uh, we we were supposed to be partners, and it was like before the big event, and I and we moved. Like it was like we found out <gasps> oh, we were no. moving in like one month, and then I just like had to say goodbye to all those my like cronies since preschool. I was like, bye guys, and I didn't get to do my square dance, and I was so upset about it. I'm sad. I'm sorry. So I finally gotten to like be with. Yeah, I thought it was like. This is my moment to be with... What was that kid's name? Oh, God, what was that kid's name? It's not going to come to me right now. Ryan. No, but um, Ryan. I had different crushes on different... I had a crush on Mike Waterbrook. <laughs> oh. um, there was, like, Michael Hetherington. Hetherington? Yeah. That sounds so made up. <laughs> it was real. Although I've not ever been able to find... Most of the kids that I went to school with, I've tried to find on, like, Facebook or different, like, social medias. And it's almost like they didn't exist. It seems like at some point, a lot of people have, like, created, like, a social media, like... Somewhere. Yeah. But apparently not the kids that grew up in my... In Placentia, California. Placenta? Placentia. But it's like, I know... I still know my street address. by 4 Teton Circle, Placentia, California, 92670. And then my phone number was 526-1491. Like, from when I was a kid. I remember all that shit, too. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm always really proud of myself. I'm, I'm like... I'm proud of you, too. 
I still know how to say the Lord's Prayer. And oh, I still Jesus. know, and now I know how to sing Down in Twat Valley. Okay, yeah, You're help me stay on track because I'm like okay. going all over the place. You're in Tucson. Everyone's naughty. Oh, yeah, everybody's and, naughty. Um, your grandparents are there. So then, did your, so your mom left David Gamble at that point? No, no. They, he moved to Tucson with you? Yeah, we oh. all moved as a family. Okay. We all moved as a family. And then, yeah, so middle school, I went to this, like, really, like, it was, in like, up in the northern part of the foothills in Tucson, which is, like, usually, like, a lot of wealthy people live there, like, a mm-hmm. lot of snowbirds, people like that. But um, I went to school with, like, a lot of, just, like, really wealthy kids, and I was just not, yeah. we were not that wealthy, and... Even if we had been that wealthy, my mom really loved dressing me in clothes that she would have worn in, like, the 80s <laughs> or something. She always, like, picked out my clothes from, like, the thrift stores and stuff and, like, would make these very – these outfits that she would wear. Mm-hmm. Like, with a broom skirt – like, a broomstick – broom? What are those broom skirts? I don't know. She would, like, kind of dress me, like, in a, like, fle- – make like me look like Fleetwood Mac <laughs> – but I was like, like <laughs> kind of, but I was like in junior high and everybody else is wearing like guess overalls with like the flap hanging down. Yeah. Well, and my first mistake when I started school at that middle school was that I, a boy asked me out and I guess he was like kind of a popular guy at school. Cause I was like the new girl in the school and he like, um, wanted me to be his girlfriend. And then someone was like, Oh, Trey wants to make out with you after school. Trey. And I like freaked out and I was like, What are you talking about? He wants to make out. I can't make out with him. I'm not making out with him. I was like, Tell him I need to break up with him. It was like, <laughs> Not even 24 hours later, I broke up with Trey because I was so scared to make out with him. And then I became like, Because everybody else was making out with people. Then suddenly I was like a loser. <laughs> yeah. And then I like to make matters worse, I tattled on these kids who we were riding the bus home from school and they lit the bus on fire. Um and the bus driver had to pull over and he what? said that he was not leaving until someone admitted who lit the bus on fire. And nobody would admit to it. And then I later, like, anonymously put that I knew who (gasps) lit the bus on fire. Yeah. And I don't know how they figured it out, (gasps) but they started, like, well, they hated me. Yeah. So I got them in trouble. And then they wrote, we rode the same bus, so they started, like, stalking me, like, (gasps) on my way home from school. And it was just, like, getting worse and worse and worse. They started, like, chasing me, and then they threw a rock through our... Um, I think they threw a rock through their our van window. Oh my god! Yeah, they were and they were like so scary. calling me horrible names and <laughs> just like terrorizing me. Aw, I was really scared. Yeah, because there was like five of them, and then they and I was a pretty fast runner at the time, but I was always just like running home from the bus after I get off, and it was a far, it was a long run. Oh my god. So, <laughs> I so, just want to hug baby Megan and just like. Well, I just, I don't know. That's enough already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I was friends with a girl who had a mullet. So 
that automatically like put me into like I don't know. I was like judged for being friends with the girl with the mullet, and it's cool in the eighties. <laughs> well, no, this we're now getting in the nineties. Oh, gotcha. Okay, not cool anymore. Um, I was just friends with like all kind of the awkward like misfit yeah people that were just like not a part of like the cool crowd yeah most of those people that i went to junior or middle school with were just total dicks yeah um but i would get crushes on certain people and then i get like my feelings hurt because like i had this crush on this guy whose like dad had been a professional baseball player for um the oakland a's and he was like such a babe and um so I was like, had a crush on him. And then somebody, like, on the conv- dad? No, on the son. And then someone con- convinced me to put, or no, he- no, that's not how it happened. I wanted him to, like, take me to the Valentine Day dance. Yeah. And he put a note in my locker that said, Will you go to the Valentine's Day dance with me? And I remember it was the same, like, couple of days that I had gotten a baby chicken. And. It was, like, one of those, like, bad parent decisions where you get your child, like, a baby chicken at Easter and they don't have... Right. They don't know how to take care you of it. You can't have a singular chicken. No. <laughs> like, they need to have other chickens yes. to, like, survive. Yes. And so I just had this baby chicken and it got really attached to me. And so right. when I would, And, like, when I would leave it, it would, like, freak out. Yeah. And um, it was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day dance. And I went home from school and my baby chicken, like, died... <gasps> Like, in my hand. It was so horrible. Like, I felt its little heart stop beating. No! Yeah. And then, come to find out, I go to the school dance, and the whole thing was a joke. Like, it was, he really didn't want to go to the dance <gasps> with me. Yeah. No, that's like a movie. <laughs> it was so bad. Really? That really, was, happened, really happened It really happened. Oh I spent God. the Valentine's Day dance crying, like, in the bathroom. Like, not only because my baby chick died, but, like, Holy I was just, like, got, like, super rejected. <gasps> Yeah, and it was like all just like a joke. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I was like, I thought, I thought he loved me too. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb, so dumb. But those kids were mean, mean spirited kids. They really were. That is cold hearted shit. But I went to school with kids that were not mean spirited. (laughs) Like, you know, we all had each other's back. Yeah. Yeah, it was not like evil. Like. I'm out to get you, but maybe it's just our age. I don't know. I would have assumed that it was the other way around. No. Mm. But I think it also might have been your age because I think yeah. people in middle school just fucking suck. Yeah. So it was my saving grace that I got to go to a middle school. We moved out of that neighborhood and bought a house in this other neighborhood where I got to go to a school where they also like, they, um, it was kind of like a combination of kids that lived kind of in the, like, what was considered the nicer part of town and then kids that lived in like like the, the south sa- the, the, well the south side where the other side of the track yeah the south side was where there's always like a lot of gang activity and just different things but they like wanted to kind of do like an immersion type thing and there's also kids that had a lot of like developmental disabilities and stuff like that would go to the school so we could all go to school together yeah but that was also where I met my cousin or you know mm-hmm, like when we started mm-hmm. hanging out I think I told you about before mm-hmm and so that was when I went down the bad path. That's when big, bad Megan was born. <laughs> yeah, where I was just like, what really turned it for me personally when I decided, fuck this shit, mm-hmm. was when 
I remember these are type of like rage situations that my dad would go into. But we were, I was sitting in the living room. I was like, I want to say maybe like 13 or something. And my dog, Harry, a.k.a. Harry Balls, um, I was eating a sandwich like on the coffee table. And I was, you know, like sitting cross-legged under, you know, at the table. And I was just like eating a sandwich. And Harry Balls came up and licked my cheek. You know, it was like, like Stanley would do. Like right. just came up and just like slipped. Kiss. Yeah. And he, my dad would flip the fuck out if a dog licked because he was such a germaphobe. Yeah. And so he just goes and backhands me, like, across the head he really super hard. You because the yeah. dog licked your mm-hmm. face. Yeah. Like, I let it, like, <gasps> lick me in the face. And I did not let it because I knew what would happen to me. Right. Um, But, like, he – and so um, it was, like, that was going on. Oh, and then – and this was all, like – this was all, like, everybody's supposed to be, like, sober and – Unless, you know, violence or whatever's going on. But uh, he was just so crazy about things having to be immaculate at all times. Yeah. And so one day I, and like at the time, like we had um, a couple of horses. And I had to wake up really early for this like 4-H horse event. And I had to be up at like 4 in the morning. And I was in a hurry. Like, I woke up late, and I knew I was going to get in trouble, but I was just, like, left my bed unmade. Oh. And just knew I was going to get in trouble. I was just, like, oh, I was just going to deal with it later. It. Yeah. yeah. But I come home, and I'm, like, undressing from the horse show. It was, like, sweaty, gross, dirty horse clothes. So I'm, like, taking off my clothes. And then he just comes and, like, barges into my room while I'm, like, naked. And he starts, like, yelling at me about the bed not being made. And I just kept asking him, like, could you please let me put clothes on? Yeah. You know? Like, because I'd started, like, developing, like, breasts at that point. And yes. just, like, really did not want to be standing there naked. Right. And um, while he's, like, yelling at me. And he would, he just, and then he, like, hit me. And I flew back. And it was, like, I had a headboard that was, like, wooden. Like this, kind of, and like whacked my the back of my head so hard on that headboard that it like not like knocked me out. Oh my like god! Cold, yeah. Like, um, but he would do stuff. He would do stuff like that, and so we, my mom, convinced him to do family counseling. And we go to family counseling to somebody that was through, affiliated with the church we were going to at that time. Mm -hmm. And we told them, you know, what had been going on. Wait, you told them how much about what had been going on? Um, like just the physical, you know, like. Abuse? Yeah. Okay. And we went as the family. I don't know that we quite talked about, like, all of the, like, in-depth things, but that just maybe he was dealing with, like, some anger anger issues, um, okay. but losing his temper and, you know, causing, yeah, physical, getting physically violent. And the counselor, who was supposed to be this, like, wonderful, 
lady of the church yeah. was like saying that we needed to like learn how to adjust again, like adjust your behavior because we were pushing his buttons. <gasps> like, and in my mind, I was like old enough to know that the kinds of things that he was, you know, like would like beat the shit out of me for like one time I accidentally broke a coffee pot while I was washing dishes and he like beat the shit out of me. Like I knew that those weren't things like I wasn't like I was like, fuck you, dad. And then he, not to say that that's justifiable, right? you know, response either. But it was a fucking accident. Right. But she was just like, and we're like, how do you, adjust, how do you adjust your behavior to somebody that just, it doesn't matter what sets them An off. accident makes them blow Right. Up. So like no. their rage erupt. Ab- ab- that's so, <laughs> so frustrating. I was like, fuck this. Fuck counseling. Fuck God. Fuck all yeah. this. Fuck the church. Fuck all of you. Okay. Plus, I already just like felt, I already felt like there was something inherently wrong with me because I was like born into this out of wedlock situation where, you know, um, I, I just felt like trash. I always yeah. felt like just like trash, like unwanted trash. I want you. Well, yeah, I I love that you do, and I don't feel that way anymore. Every now and again, I do, just because it's just like somehow ingrained in me. Yes, but I try to like I'm trying to retrain my brain. I know it's Um, hard, man. But I'm trying to extend the same. Like, if I'm if I'm gonna be a person that says, "Hey, no negative self talk," I should probably be like walking the walk. Yes not talking the talk so i'm trying to be more mindful about just having like making self um what are they called uh affirmations no self not like uh, de- de- um or you're degrading yourself oh not degradation yeah de- not oh my god self degradation degradation self-degrading talk okay well degrading one's self well, I think let's um, say P- TBD for yeah. the moment. Yeah. Not, t- not TBD. Uh, TBC. To be continued. To be continued. Um, if you have anything that you would like to share with us, you, you know, whether it's something that you can, like, relate to with this, you can send us stuff and say, like, hey, keep, keep my name off of this or, like, keep... Don't re- don't record this on the podcast. I just want to tell you something, or you know, whatever. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at theworstdaypodcast at gmail dot com. If you have any stories of like uh, funny worst days of your life, or just like terrible, unfortunate, embarrassing things, or you know, poop accidents. You name all us those, too. We love those. Yeah. Um, all of our little links are right in your episode description. So if you just look there, you can find all of our all of our stuff there. Um, if you are listening to this episode the day that it comes out, I'm in surgery right now. Or I just had surgery. Oh, yes. Or I was I'm like, about, wait. I was like, what? Or I'm about yeah. to have surgery. Yes. So... I don't know how I'm going to be feeling, but, like, send me all your, like, good vibes and shit. I'm going to be really, uh, 
bored and lonely in the hospital, I think, unless I'm asleep. So if you're a part of the Facebook group, you know, if you're listening to this, just send me something funny to look at or, you know, say hi. Do it. Or don't. Fuck you. No, don't do cry. it. Fuck do you. It. No, don't. <laughs> don't talk to me. You better do it. No, leave me, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Let me heal. Um, I think that's all I have to say for the moment. But uh, just take care of each other, you guys. And just remember that it could always be worse. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, gosh. Holy shit, Cherish, where did you get that really cute strawberry pipe? I got it at shopcanastyle.com. What is that? It is this beautiful website where you can get the cutest pipes, bongs, smoking accessories ever. They've got things that look like cactuses. They've got pipes that look like cherries and flowers and uh, berries and celestial themed things, stuff with mushrooms on it. It's all just really super adorable. Whoa. And if you use promo code, the worst day of my life, in all caps, you get 10% off. Go to shopcannastyle.com, use our promo code, and get yourself something cute. Yeah, or something cute for somebody you love. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Ring, ring. Hello? Cherish, you're not going to believe this. <gasps> what? You know how I normally struggle with the D? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, you're not you're not gonna believe this. Uh, today, I strangely had a very rare occurrence of something known as the C constipation. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was sitting on the toilet straining, and uh, <laughs> and even Stanley was kind of having a hard time wondering what was going on with me because I was really concerned that I might even rupture an internal hemorrhoid. Um, and then I suddenly thought, what if I blow a blood vessel in my forehead or my eyeball? And it was very, very um, dramatic and painful. Wow. Have you ever heard about colon broom? Colon broom? No. Okay. Let me just tell you a little bit about it, okay? Okay. Uh, it's organic, gluten-free, and vegan Ooh. dietary fiber supplement. It cleanses your colon and helps create regular bowel movements, improving digestion and your gut health. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, does colon broom also help boost energy and make you um, lose weight? Uh, d is it, yeah, <laughs> are they, does it help your weight goals become easy to reach and is it keto and fasting friendly? Yes, it is. Whoa. And if you use promo code WORSTDAY10, you can get $10 off and free shipping. 
No way. Way. Whoa. You should probably get yourself some colon broom and fix that C problem you've got. I agree. Okay. Uh, thanks. Bye-bye.